0: Welcome to Book to Where Two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Rob Olson.
1: And I'm Livius Nedden. Uh We're we're back. We're back in the lazy <laughs> summer of podcasting. So here's another interlude episode. A um, few topics. I get the feeling we're going to wander a little bit off topic this episode. If not, it's going to be really, really short. I can tell you that. Because yeah. we, we got so lazy we didn't even put together content for, for this episode. <laughs> right, well, a little bit we did. We have some stuff. We have some stuff. <laughs> so... Um, uh, thank
0: God we have Facebook,
1: right? Because that's <laughs> that's not where we get all of our all of our content from.
0: A hundred percent. Actually, I think this episode. Let me check. Yes, yes.
1: This episode uh, brought yep. to you by Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. Uh, yeah. So, over the last couple of episodes, we talked a lot about the Hugo's, right? got some feedback on on there are now going to be maybe whitey Spock shirts that are that are gonna be worn by people is that
0: yeah the there a was point of thing? a nice response to the whitey Spox. although the person that wanted to make shirts wants to make a shirt out of everything so um, I don't know how much weight to put behind that I don't know if it's gonna really happen that's very very true I guess that's true but
1: this theme right keeps keeps coming up so now we have um, Chuck Wendig's aftermath. I guess let me give you a little setup in case you're not familiar. There are uh, more Star Wars movies en route, and Chuck Wendig, friend of this podcast, was tapped to write the books that kind of bridge the gap, I guess, or introduce <laughs> us to um, some of the, the the newer stuff and newer characters that are and, and scenarios that are going to appear in the new movie. Is that does that sound
0: about right to you? Yeah, I like that you started out with there are new Star Wars movies coming out as if like anybody in the universe did not know that you never know my mom might
1: be listening i don't know
0: hmm. yeah
1: she wouldn't know right you're so, like
0: all right so george lucas <laughs>
1: <laughs> right who is probably not involved with these star wars movies no. i think because they're all disney now right
0: no he's in he's living like in the woods of california behind like a fortress of piles of money i think
1: that's not a bad that's not a bad way to be
0: that's my five-year goal there you go <laughs> just five years right yeah <laughs> So
1: Chuck's Aftermath came out just days ago. So we're recording this. I guess we should acknowledge it's a holiday, right? Happy Labor Day. Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, Rob. We're back to recording on the holidays. Hey,
0: I worked to, on Labor Day. Is that...
1: That's what it's for, right? You're supposed to do labor.
0: Manual. I did a lot of labor today.
1: Yeah, there you go. I think it's funny that that's, uh, that's one of those things that, A, people get confused with Memorial Day,
0: and occasionally <laughs> you'll see someone talk about like remembering...
1: The veterans you know, and stuff. Yeah, the veterans. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, working in retail like you and I do, that's like a day you have to work. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, retail doesn't believe in, in the labor movement, apparently.
0: Dude, it's a day I want to work because, like, holiday pay. Oh, well, there you go.
1: There you go. So congratulations on your holiday pay. Mm-hmm. See, that's what they fought for, getting you time and a half when you work on Labor Day. That's what the whole <laughs> that's what the whole thing Thanks, was. Veterans. Like, we need one day that's a holiday <laughs> that if we work, we get time and a half. <laughs>
0: And that's why I love the veterans. There you go.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't understand how people fixing up like sick dogs <laughs> has to do with anything, but, all right, whatever. <laughs> Chuck Wendig wrote aftermath. It came out just a few days ago. Odd, right? Like on Thursday, like not on new release day. Did it come out like on a Wednesday or Thursday?
0: It, yeah. Yeah, it did.
1: So, um, I, I guess it's kind of like when a movie opens on a holiday weekend, maybe they were looking for the big holiday push, the big labor day, a couple days before yeah, before labor day. Um, <laughs> and it's got 260 ish reviews already which is fucking amazing do you remember the winner of the hugo awards i don't remember what it was um but remember we were saying something like holy shit this thing has like 200 reviews right like that's pretty big deal when you're on amazon like Um, that number
0: i have a a clearer memory it was the three body problem yes by like jiju lu or something like that something like that Uh, and it was over 400 reviews
1: All right, so this has been out for five days now, 260 reviews, maybe more by the time we're done recording this podcast. So huge number of reviews, but there seems to be some question about the reviews. Um, I have seen a couple of posts from uh, from people we know and and people we know of that have claimed that uh, a lot of these one-star reviews, so 40% of the reviews are one-star, giving this book a a total of 2.7 out of 5 stars. That they're mostly due to the fact that there's a gay character.
0: That... That's one of the that's one of the prevailing theories is that um there's actually three gay characters in the book, and one of them is the protagonist. Um and so all those fucking idiots who think that matters um are getting all prickly about it. Um also a lot of it has to do with uh you get these fucking... Okay, so you know what the EU is? Yes, the European Union? Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of these people who uh, really like the European Union, although they're calling it the extended universe, um, who think that... So I guess, and this is what I learned, um, Disney basically said, Hey, all the books you've been writing 30 years uh, are, don't count in the storyline anymore?
1: oh and
0: basically we're starting aftermath is basically starting a new continuum of story that leads into the new movies um and so i guess a lot of people are a little bit what's the nerd term for it it's butt hurt right like yeah i guess i
1: don't know if that was just a nerd term but it is the term of the of the day so to speak
0: yeah so i guess people are, are a little bit upset about that um and that's another one of the problems, is the whole extended uni- Europe European Union thing that's going on.
1: Okay, first of all, I seriously had no idea what you were talking about, and was trying to figure out how you're going <laughs> to people <were> complaining. <laughs> in support of the European Union. That's first. <laughs> Second of all, I do have a little bit of insight into this. Um, so when Star Wars was was the first three movies were out, there were really, if I remember correctly, only three books at the time that that were uh, official, and I, I think all three of them were Han Solo books, if I remember correctly. I mean, we're talking back in, like, the 80s, and I read them as, as a child. And oh, then yeah, yeah. 20-ish years ago, George Lucas authorized uh, continuation novels, and and we've had this conversation about canon on on the show before, not in a while, but he had said that they were all canon which was a big deal if you're a fan, a super fan of something. And then I actually remember reading the very first one and maybe the second one, and they were okay. They were they were fun books. I completely forgot that Disney just said, yeah, nope, we own it now, no more, and kind of erased it, which I could see that causing significant issue for fans. So I'm, I'm a little bit with, with the fans on this one, and not in giving this book one star because of it, if that's indeed the case. But in being a little upset that they have bought into, you know, kind of as you it's a 20 years of extended universe books, yeah.
0: European Union books. You they know, really like not, that one flag been... with the yellow stars on it.
1: Yeah, I just that's and, and ugh. I mean, I could, I could see where Disney's coming from. Right. Because they're like, yeah, we're not going to try to do 20 years worth of whatever and, and make it all fit right Um, hire some writers and we have some people have some ideas uh, and this is for the movies not necessarily for this book and kind of do our own
0: thing i I don't mm, it's hard here's the problem they're taking it out on chuck wendig
1: they might be they might be and that's that's really what we want to what we want to talk about so what i've seen and this is again i haven't spent a lot of time looking into this but what i've seen was uh, a few people say that this is simply because of those reasons, um, and, and, but then as I go into the actual reviews and look at the one-star reviews, um, a lot of them it, they don't say it has three gay characters, doesn't say <laughs> it doesn't follow doesn't follow the 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 rest of the storyline right. They have what what could be either legitimate gripes or um, they they've gone to elaborate steps to to complain about here's the first one here's the the first one that comes up is a. Uh, I i thought why not buy this regretfully i can now answer my own question this is by w smith steampunk enthusiast um i haven't pulled the trigger on buying a star wars novel in over a decade so with excitement brewing for episode seven in this book bridging the time between return of the jedi and the force awakens i thought why not so here's somebody who apparently doesn't seem terribly concerned with the the continuity hasn't read a book in 10 years understands this bridges the gap Number one, poor writing. Number two, not engaging. I'm not reading the entire thing. And three, agenda-ridden. This one says the author clearly has a social and political agendas in mind as he attempts to weave his tail. I expect a little political and cultural intrigue in Star Wars, but you know what I prefer? Star Wars, Little S, Little W, George Lucas, Timothy Zahn, and others can start a little political. Okay, so this person seems to have what he feels are legitimate concerns has written a, a, a re, an actual review. It doesn't say, this sucks, fuck Chuck Wendig.
0: Did do they have they ever reviewed anything else?
1: Oh, I don't. Oh, this is this is interesting. Mm. Well, it is a verified purchase, so I'll give them that. Um, they they ever reviewed? <laughs> yeah, they have actually reviewed quite okay. a few. Books. All yeah. right,
0: cool. Let's. I um, want that to be part of the yardstick,
1: dude. They discover manga drawing. Third easy lessons for drawing guys and girls. Rogue <laughs> Galaxy. Oh, this is a video game conservative at least yeah godzilla final wars (laughs) they didn't review a lot of great stuff um but yeah no it looks like they've yeah so no you you make an interesting point yeah if it's the only review they've ever done then then we're we're back to maybe whitey spox
0: or something could be some like sad puppies out there or whatever there might be some sad puppies
1: but then you got these michael d crocker this his review says (laughs) one star is the the title and it says, could be the work Star Wars novels out there.
0: <laughs> That's one of the most recent customer reviews on the side.
1: Yeah, Yeah. could be, the uh,
0: Michael this D. Person
1: has <laughs> Okay, so here's what this guy has reviewed. All right. This guy has reviewed a Doctor Who mug. <laughs> a mug. Hello, sweetie. Spoilers, which is a, a, a Doctor Who thing. A set of tweezers. <laughs> A K bar companion or camp camp campanion. Oh, that's clever. That's a
0: companion campan-
1: fixed blade knife. An an eight millimeter steel stainless steel wedding band. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. And a master built 40-inch top control electric smoker, but I think I want to read. I think I want to read this this review on the right. <laughs> all right. So I do that we were gonna I knew we were gonna wander a little bit. Five stars for this ring. It says this ring fits perfectly. I received lots of comments. <laughs> the ring fits perfectly. I received lots of comments about the ring. The ring seems to be holding up well to everyday wear. Five stars.
0: Oh, well, good for Michael Cricker or whatever his name is. Yeah.
1: So he has not reviewed another book. So this this could be uh, this this could be a fishy. I did review some tweezers. I use this every day at work. It held it's held up great. Five stars. Um, so yeah, kind of hard to say, um, here's one. The story isn't horrible, but it reads like a transcript of bad talk radio host desperately trying to fill his time slot when he doesn't have anything to say. Names are dropped presumptively as if they should be enough to get your interest. There is really no good reason to buy and read this book. I don't know, man. I don't know if we're looking at sad puppies or if we're looking at just a book that, uh, maybe, maybe Chuck Wendig's style of writing doesn't, um, uh, appeal to hardcore star Wars fans.
0: Here's something to think about too you remember recently when we talked about that uh, fucking Stephen King book, Dr. Sleep? Yes. What if someone else wrote that book? Like David James Keaton? Yeah. Okay.
1: Would it have been reviewed as well? Yeah,
0: how would the fans have reacted to that? There would have been people who would just have been at their core angry that it wasn't fucking Stephen King that wrote it. And no matter how good the book really objectively was, they would have just given it a bad review.
1: It's very true. And then from a story standpoint, I think the thing to remember is, and again, now you said they're giving Chuck Wendig a lot of hate. I think they're giving the book a lot of hate. You know what I mean? Just in general. And I have to imagine that Wendig was given a pretty tight outline. I don't think he was allowed to create the new Star Wars universe. That's right. not typically how these things go. I think it was like, here's some characters. Here's what we want you to do with them, you know the you know middle beginning and end and and make sure that they're likable or you know whatever the the, so i think it's a little different it's not like he sat down to to create the the new the new stuff so um
0: i don't know i mean i guess
1: there's one way for us to find out
0: are you recommending that we review a star wars book
1: i mean we've talked about it
0: yeah i think we kind of have to now
1: I think at some point, maybe um, a little later in the Lazy Summer podcasting, maybe maybe we should um, read it and then find out <laughs> for ourselves. Now, not being hardcore Star Wars fans, you know, I I'm, i don't know, man. Like, I just think back. Like, all right, so what does that mean, hardcore Star Wars fans? Do you think all of them read all the books?
0: I don't know, man. I, I, I fucking, this whole European Union thing, is so confusing because there's also something called legends i don't know what that is but that's a thing because a lot of people are saying eu slash legends is that the same thing is legends something different i know there's like a hundred books or something like that
1: yeah i don't know i don't know
0: get a fucking all right i'm gonna back off on that (laughs) i was about to go after the hardcore star wars fans and i backed it off olivia's
1: well, I mean, they're they're sci-fi fans, so I'm not gonna.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we know they're not going to be, you know, getting any awards. Yep. So. Yep. This is what this one's going to win the award for first new Star Wars book. <laughs> Most gay characters in a Star Wars book. You know, I
1: uh, all right. Uh, I was debating if I should mention this, but you know, I've been thinking a, a little bit about this lately. And, and I don't know how the gay community feels about this. So it seems like there's a lot more um, gay characters in stuff, right? Movies, TV shows, Star Wars books, right, of late?
0: Mm. Continue.
1: Okay, no, no, but I'm saying you, you agree, right? That does seem like there's a lot more gay characters on television, in, in books, movies, I, than maybe I mean, there was a few years ago.
0: Like I, don't, two- I don't know, man. I don't think so. Okay,
1: then I, I could be wrong. It just seemed to me... Like now, Hollywood, and I don't know. I guess there's not a place where where books are written, <laughs> but it almost seems like we're forcing gay characters in everything and saying bookie like word. we
0: have hmm? bookie wood,
1: yeah, and bookie wood that you know, like they're forcing gay characters in everything, and, and which is it's fine if the characters are gay, but it almost seems like you have to check it off a list, like I've included a gay character in this, and I was almost, not almost, I was wondering. If at some point the gay community looks at this and goes, "Great, now we just have to have the token gay guy and everything," and, and that it's almost done, um, not to be offensive, but could be taken offensively, um, like the token black character. Remember how that was like like the thing in horror movies, and, and what yeah. was it? The horror movie actually made uh the you know made fun of that. It almost seems that way with with
0: with gay characters, to me at least. I don't know, man, because like you fucking go back and you're going to get your gay characters. I don't know why, but the first thing that comes to mind is did you see Dog Day Afternoon? Um, I did. I did
1: when yeah, I was dude. like a little kid. That was one of the inappropriate movies my mom took me to see when I was probably like six. So again, that, took, that came out in the 70s, right? Okay, so no, 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 but that's I'm not saying I, I get it. There have been gay characters for a long time. It just seems like everything I turn on now has a gay character. Like it's it's almost being forced. And, and I don't care that a character is gay. Some of my favorite characters, as a matter of fact, are gay. But it almost seems like it's now a checklist item for anybody who's doing fiction, right. uh, mm-hmm. movie, TV, specifically. But then the whole having multiple gay characters in the Star Wars series, also.
0: What's the last thing we had with a gay character in it? Um, uh, uh, well, you asked me to remember stuff we reviewed. I mean, besides Secondhand Souls, the the book we just reviewed. Okay, yeah. Besides
1: that, <laughs> what did we review before that? Let, let's go. Let's work our way backwards. E.
0: L. Let's James go. Gray. Um, gray did not have no gay either. and gray, no, n-
1: no, it didn't. Never mind. That was a Mexican. Um, <laughs> what was before that? God, it's almost would be nice if we had a list.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to open up my reading list. I'm just saying that I I don't think it's as extreme as you remember it to be.
1: Okay.
0: Um, but we could be agree to disagree. Uh, pig iron. No gays in that. I don't think there were, no. New Yorked, there was definitely some gays. Yep. Head Full of Ghosts.
1: Pretty uh, gay-free.
0: Well, yeah, I think so. Scarlet Gospels, written by someone who's gay, right?
1: Oh, oh, and that had, that had what I thought was offensively gay. I was embarrassed for the gay community. Remember the character? That every time something came up, he was like, ah, oh, I'll blow that guy.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, all right, so we're probably looking at what's... 30 40 gay the familiar oh, yeah. i don't remember anything overly gay in the familiar
1: i don't either oh by the way i got notified that apparently i pre-ordered that second book in the, in the familiar <laughs> series and i got notified that my price is locked in
0: oh so, nice congratulations
1: i don't know what that means but i was like oh yeah i guess i i guess i ordered that so all right so there's anyway, that so yeah a future episode may contain a review of Aftermath um, for which uh we'll, we'll we'll try to we'll try to keep it real and see if it's uh if it's a 5-star book, a 3-star book or or if it's indeed as people are saying
0: a 1-star book. Yeah.
1: There there It's was... science fiction though, so that's that's losing a star right away.
0: Yeah. There was one review that said read Air to the Jedi, it's way better. And I'm going to go ahead and just believe that there's no way that that's true. Remember read that? Air to the Jedi. I might have
1: oh oh yeah oh yeah no that was terrible
0: i'm looking up the review to that right now air to the jedi livius you gave it two stars i gave it one star so ooh.
1: yeah well yeah that was that was not good
0: that was a pile of shit
1: that was pretty much a pile of shit um so we'll see that's what you're up against wendy in case you're listening
0: we'll have a nice contrast though it'll be nice
1: we we will all right we will. we'll definitely have a nice contrast
0: Con- Contrast. Cont- so I, there, there's
1: actually a note in our notes that says contest, and I was staring right at it when I was repeating what you were saying. <laughs> can, saying, what saying.
0: can I point out that you didn't bring to light or, or mention at all the, the clever name I gave to this topic on our, on our document?
1: I did not. I did not. All right. So Rob's <laughs> note says Wendigs, one star wars. <laughs> one, one star
0: Wars. Star Wars. It's a Star Wars book. Yes. And there's one star. It's yes. a controversy. Oh, yes, it um, is. But speaking of, I, I it, it's funny because you, you brought this to my attention um, hours ago, literally. Um, no, I think we talked about it yesterday, but anyway. Um, today on Facebook, Jeremy Robert Johnson, who wrote Skullcrack City, uh, posted about how, I guess he had recently done a 99 cent promotion for Skullcrack City. And he just started uh, recently getting a bunch of bad reviews. And he believes that it's from the people who decided just to pay for a 99 cent book, no matter what it was, and then didn't like it once they read it. So um, I thought that was interestingly timed.
1: Yeah, I, uh, you know, I don't know if you, <clears throat> I guess there's people who just buy one cent books because they're 99 cents, but there's so many free books. Are yeah, there really people yeah. that are? those like read anything people because you know it's cheap
0: aren't they just the people who read anything because it's free i don't know but if they're getting for free what i just got for free (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: we'll talk about that a little later we'll talk
0: about that (laughs) um i don't know but like here's the thing if you're if you're the type that just picks up a book because it's 99 cents like sight unseen and it turns out to be bad isn't it just kind of like the price of admission why would you go on to actually like give a, a review to the book if you didn't like it because there was just a chance that it wasn't going to be a good book
1: well but it's not just that I think that you really with, with Jeremy Robert Johnson with you, you, that book, well if anything he writes you've wandered into the really fucking weird too
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> now with yeah, yeah. Skullcrack City as a name, that should be a hint. But if you're you're plotting around your your typical stuff that you get is James Patterson or E.L. James or or you know, whatever. I mean I don't know, even Stephen King. And you stumble into Skullcrack City. Yeah. I I could see where it's not your taste in book. I don't know what these reviews are. I didn't look it up. I saw your note, but I hadn't really looked into it, you know, and to see what the reviews say or if they've reviewed anything else or if if everything they review is a 99 cent book. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, But I could see um, people being a little off-put by the content. I fucking loved it, but it is definitely not for everybody.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we five-starred that bitch, but it makes sense but you, you just i guess there's a level what i'm hoping for is there's a level of personal responsibility uh from the consumer who says you know what i just grabbed a book because it was cheap um there was a chance it wasn't going to be my style um maybe i should go easy on it instead of saying this is a piece of garbage or something like that but you know what can you do
1: as as professional reviewers i mean we've been in that position A few times where we've been able to say here's the good and here's the bad, right? Yeah. It wasn't for us and here's some reasons, but we can see why somebody would like this particular book.
0: Yeah, we've done that with a book or two. So not that uh, recent not that racist Dean Koontz though.
1: (laughs) You gotta read another Dean Koontz book. I just have to see if there's racism in another one of his books.
0: So talking about weird stuff, right? Um Wait, weird stuff or weird people? Weird. I'm sorry, weird books. Okay. Weird could be weird people. Um, it's all, it's all in there. But um, so recently, uh, came to our attention that Bob Pastorella, longtime friend of the podcast, and um, somewhat guest co-host of the This Is Horror podcast, has a book that he's going to be publishing through professional, perpetual motion machine publishing. It's not the easiest uh, publisher name in the world. Uh, Next Summer, called Mojo Rising.
1: Yeah, more weird fiction from Bob Pastorella. Um, To watch is Madness was a little bit like a weird horror western. That was his other novella. It was really good. Um, His story in in the book, anthology, was really a little weird too, right? There's some (laughs) some little weird weird stuff going on there.
0: Yeah, and um, actually he did a couple episodes of This is Horror, great friends of, of Booked, and in one of them, I can't remember which, because he was in episode 39, and also later on he was in episode 52, and one of those he talks about, um, I think it's actually episode 52, uh, he talks about, when he's talking about um, story rejection, he talks about the process that his story that ended up in our book... Uh, went through with being rejected for another publication and stuff like that. Um, and then also talking about a story that <laughs> of his that we rejected <laughs> for the book anthology. So uh, if you want a little backstory, a little behind the scenes of, of part of our anthology process, um, or just want to hear a little bit more from Bob, you should definitely check out. It's episode 52. This is horror.
1: Can I mentioned, I hope that that other story that he submitted actually finds a home.
0: Well, it's such an interesting, and I don't want to spoil the episode right. because it's great, but um, it's interesting to see how much he cares about that story um, and it's been one of the most difficult ones for him to place. so um, but that's the thing that, like, you get fucked when, when you have such a, a path, an obvious path that your book uh, as an anthology kind of collection is, is going down and if you have a good story that just will throw that way off the path you kind of have to say no, even if maybe you like the story. Yeah. Um that story was really endearing but it was so fucking weird really fucking weird so i can only imagine what mojo ryzen is going to read like yep
1: um i'm definitely looking forward to that so bob congratulations on getting that deal um signed and sealed and uh summer 2016 that's just around the corner
0: like a year around the corner
1: next summer of lazy podcast
0: lazy summer (laughs) oh congratulations bob for publishing right when we're choosing not to review books correct
1: um speaking of perpetual thanks rob for putting in pmmp so i have to try to remember what this is perpetual motion machine publishing
0: yeah
1: all right they are also publishing david james keaton's stealing propeller hats from the dead um which is a collection of zombie fiction by uh, another friend of the, let's just talk about friends of the podcast
0: yeah. This episode. that's gonna be the think? rest of yeah that's gonna be the rest of yeah, the episode
1: that's, that's yeah pretty much so um they are publishing that. I know the pre-order for all the cool stuff ended um, before you're hearing this. I believe it ended today on Labor Day. Um, thanks to the veterans who gave their lives so that we can have uh, stealing propeller hats from the dead. Um, but there is a contest that I entered and lost. <laughs> so I'm going to mention this. Originally, I was going to mention the contest because if I was, if I had the correct answer, I um, I wouldn't have you know wanted anyone to to know, you know that the contest was going on. Right. So I wouldn't have mentioned it. Yeah. So there is a contest and it is um, about a passage from ZBMB, a passage I actually kind of remembered when I read. And here is the contest. I'm going to read to you a passage from ZBMB. And this is the, the actual trivia question to name the person they're talking about. Hold on, here's some trivia. I actually knew an actor in the 90s remake of Night of the Living Dead. Okay, he was a friend of a friend, but I heard that he was sort of a real live mutant with no sweat glands and, legend has it, had to smear chapstick all over his head if he was stuck out in the sun too long during filming. Often I wish he could play this game with us because with that kind of dedication, I know he would probably take it just as seriously as I do, maybe even shame me into turning my shoes around for good. So if you know the name of the actor... You have until October 1st to submit that to PMMP Publishing. <laughs> Damn it. It's pmmpublishing at gmail.com. <laughs> and one person with the correct answer will be chosen at random to win a drunk zombie frequent flyer bundle with all the goodies, which included a drinking game and, I don't know, pop-up book and a propeller hat. And I don't know. It's pro- I, if I know David James Keaton, there's probably a, a fucking DVD of some movie in there that he loves.
0: <laughs> That's how I got the
1: copy of The Ring two on DVD that I have. Well, there you go. See, so um, if you know the correct answer, I am not going to tell you what the incorrect answer is because fuck you. You do the work. Oh shit! This got real. They did respond with wrong or something to my email <laughs> with the potential answer, and I was like, all right, I'm not doing any more investigating. That was it. That was it for me. I looked for the least sweatiest person in the in the the pictures for that movie.
0: dude you sound kind of bitter
1: I'm a little bitter um always a little bitter it's my normal sound so there you go PMMP publishing friends of the book podcast so so far they're okay with us right they're okay in our book who runs that who runs that press that is
0: Max Booth the third
1: there you go so um, Max Booth the first and the second I guess it would be Max Booth and Max Booth the second um have uh have produced a third that
0: runs i don't know <laughs> well this is so weird but anyway actually he was just on um this is horror as well max booth the third was on oh let me go to the list i think it's the last two episodes yeah the most recent two 56 and 57
1: i'm starting to feel like we're becoming <laughs> the, like the tv guide listing you know where, where you can just <laughs> <laughs> where you can go find out what's on other podcasts but it's just for this is horror
0: there's like a scrolling when you listen to our podcast online there's like a scrolling list of all what's list, what's playing on other podcasts
1: With, and just this is <laughs> horror though we see other <laughs> podcasts we mean just that one i
0: don't know sometimes we talk about uh book spear and bullshit
1: we do we do no. they just they just fucking just tore a book up we talked about that the last episode yeah we
0: didn't yeah we don't want <clears throat> to um anyway looking forward to reading some mojo rising thanks bob for giving us some advanced copies of that my feelings yep. aren't hurt
1: yep hey um i uh can we get off the the books thing for a little bit and i can tell you how i spent um most of my weekend
0: um oh yeah we just finished a weekend uh yeah go ahead mr robot the TV series. Um, we all right, so in our private lives we've talked about this a little bit but um, I've seen the first episode of that but you have been just raving raving
1: um, I I am I'm, I'm really I, I really enjoyed it. It's uh, it's definitely not what you expect from the USA network. It felt a lot more like a Netflix original and quite honestly other than the fact that it took place in New York, I, I really felt a lot like um, some of the stuff I've seen come from the Brits. Um, I'm trying to think of what it really reminded me of. and I don't remember what the name of it was. Pandemonium. I don't know. There's a weird ITV series that I watched a couple years ago that this reminded me a lot of just stylistically. Um, Good, good stuff. It's only 10 episodes. If you get a chance to see it, see it. Um, I'm also kind of dying to talk to somebody who has seen all of it so I can complain about a little (laughs) bit of what might be, um, I don't know, plagiarism or... Whatever the nice way to say plagiarism is, like borrowing artistically from another <laughs> story. So, Rob, hurry up and watch this. We can talk about this. I wouldn't talk about it. Cause I don't want what I would say is definitely goes well into spoiler territory. So, if you watch Mister Robot and you think you know exactly what I am saying, shoot me a message. Let me know
0: that I am right. All right, so I am going to go ahead and say I think I know what you are talking about, um, and it was totally spoiled by an advertisement for the show. So maybe we'll go dark for a second while I tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can answer a question for me, maybe about this, because I've been seeing a little bit of uh, what's the word, like chatter on Facebook. No, that's when you're like a spy, right? What's the word when like buzz? I've been seeing a little buzz on Facebooks, um, comparing this, saying that this show is going to be like the next Breaking Bad.
1: Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like it near that much okay it it was it was enjoyable it's nice that it was only you know 10 episodes which i guess breaking bad was probably in that same like 10 12 episode type thing not one of these like abc shows that goes on for like 40 episodes a season right um but it's nice because you know what at 10 40 minute episodes you know or whatever that is it's what 420 minutes and that's what eight hours so you can knock that out in a day or two and 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 feel like you saw the whole thing but there's definitely, if you're not aware, definitely a second season coming is definitely left very open for a second season. And I wasn't sure which way that was heading. I, I started not looking to see if there's a second or whatever number season of something before the end, because inevitably there's a spoiler. So if you're watching something where the season has already ended and you're catching up on your DVR, or you're watching it on Netflix, right? Then you go, oh, only two episodes left. I love this thing. And then you, you Google so in this case mr robot season two let's say that there's a character named mr robot and let's say that he dies at the end of this right the first thing that will come up is what would say um how does this show go on with mr robot being dead and you're like what the fuck like i
0: (laughs) you know so (laughs) I've,
1: i've learned to not look until i'm completely done but yeah there's definitely a second season coming
0: all right speaking of series ending where are you at with hannibal
1: um i am right where we were the last time um which is uh 10 minutes into episode one of season three um but it is it's, it's very high on my priority list to get through that as a matter of fact i'm gonna try to get through it in the next 10 days
0: well in order to not spoil it don't go into um amanda gowan's facebook <laughs> oh okay because she's posting a lot about it lately um I, without spoiling anything, I will say that um, there was a lot of people upset with the final episode. Um, and when I watched the final episode, at first I was like, hmm. But now I'm like, hell yeah. So so my, um, my
1: question for you, kind of along the lines of the question you asked me <laughs> a little while ago. I know that they had already started filming, and I don't know if they completed filming when the show wasn't renewed. Mm-hmm did it get a and and you know again this shouldn't be a spoiler for anybody this goes on to be silence of the lambs and and you know i mean the hannibal story continues even though the series is done mm-hmm. so I, I know it's like you no, hannibal isn't dead or anything but do did, did it feel like that like it had an ending for this particular does that make sense like mm-hmm. is this story closed at least from from the, the the telling that we're watching of it
0: i'm gonna say a very definitive no okay um I think they very intentionally left it super super open um I think kind of a combination of the fact that like yeah there is stuff that takes place after it but also um with the possibility if it is to be picked up by another you know thing down the road and Mm -hmm. and continued on as a series or if someone makes a movie they've got a lot of stuff to work with um so it was left very open but um so, yeah, a lot of the stuff that happens toward the end um, is satisfying in a way that doesn't have a finality to it. So cool, cool shit happens, but not like, oh, I really want this person to die. And then they die, if that makes sense. OK, yeah,
1: I um, I do recently have had um, over the last couple of years and then this upcoming TV season um, have run into a couple of shows I really, really like that they know they've announced this is the final season and and of course that's always sad to see
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's always nice to know that when they go hey next season's going to be our last you know that they have the opportunity to close their story Right. versus the I'm really into this series and then they find out with three episodes left hey, this isn't being renewed for next season so it could be left and there, there are a few shows that were left kind of where we were left hanging because of a cancellation on the part of a network and left not, in the lurch yeah and not because the show knew at least knew ahead of time like hey yeah maybe we're not done but they have told us that it's this so we have you know an alternate ending episode or we have time to kind of rescript a little bit to to give the fans some closure on, on the story so
0: mm-hmm. well I, I read an article where Brian Fuller pretty much does a post-mortem on the series and um he sounded like he made it sound like this is kind of always how he had season 3 planned um but at the same time, he felt like it was a satisfying end. Uh, it, really, for me, um, I felt like, and again, not spoiling anything, the way that the series Hannibal ended was basically saying, fuck you, you'll never make a better Hannibal than this. Well, there you go. <laughs> Which I, I, I would be shocked if someone did. <laughs>
1: um, so I may not be very far into Hannibal, but over the last week, mm-hmm. I did finish... Season two of Penny Dreadful start and finish
0: two uh, better uh, than the first season.
1: I uh, I thought it was better than the first season. I really really enjoyed it.
0: I thought it was great, man. Um, now I did kind of hype it to you by saying that like uh, that I felt about Penny Dreadful season two about how I felt about most of Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Um, would you agree that it's kind of? I mean, I don't know if you feel about Hannibal very you know strongly but kind of to that caliber
1: um i i think yes so i definitely think it's to that caliber i personally i i I like penny dreadful more than i've liked hannibal um personal preference i mean i'm i'm i mean come on those are my people right so like it's just the way it, it goes and i and i loved i mean i loved the the harris books you know and i read all of them and stuff um i think hannibal's a great show for me part of the 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 thing that takes me out of Hannibal a lot are the weird, like hallucinating and the dreams. Oh scenes. yeah. I watching Mr. Robot, uh, spoiler alert, the fourth episode, I was like, Oh, this is really good. Uh, episode one's interesting. Episode two, oh yeah. This is really going smart. Episode three is really good. Episode four was filled with hallucination. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, huh, come on, man. You know what I mean? So that kind of, that's the part of Hannibal that I really, that that really took me out of enjoying that show as much as I could have. And although there's a tiny bit of that in season three or season two, a penny dreadful, um, God, just just a great show. And and so many places they can go with it. it it's interesting how they ended that. Uh yeah. Again, not to spoil it, but it's very very interesting how they ended that, uh, se- that season. And, and almost to me, it felt like they, like they were up in the air, kind of what we were just talking about. Like yeah. we gave you, we can go somewhere with this, but we really did give you some closure too, just in case we're not picked up for for a season three. So I don't know. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I realize it's probably 10 months from now, but I am looking forward to Season 3 of Penny Dreadful. You
0: know what's fucked up? Um, and this won't make sense to anybody who hasn't seen it, and it may or may not spoil it. You know that crazy witch person? Mm-hmm. She's in promo photos for Season 3.
1: You're talking about the old lady, right? Yeah. the 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 one from, well, it was Episode 3 of Season 2, my favorite episode. You're talking about the 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 one the witch on the moor
0: the one that's bathing in blood no oh, no not the good no. one the bad one oh,
1: oh 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 no 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 okay yeah no I did not know that she's in and I I saw that um the character the the actress that played the the witch on the moor mm-hmm. has been recast mm-hmm. for season three I saw something about that and that's why I thought you were talking about that she was because she, apparently she's going to play a different role hmm. Um and I'm guessing so is the other actress that you mentioned <laughs> well <laughs> so,
0: I mean. To be fair though, the what they knew about season three before season two aired the end. So maybe they just put it up like that so that it wouldn't spoil anything. I don't know. Could
1: be. Yeah. Um I really enjoy it. And is it Ava Green?
0: Oh yes it is, sir.
1: She is just goddamn amazing.
0: What about fucking um the chick that plays Brona, who's not Brona anymore? She's like Monster yeah. too the Frankenstein's She's, monster. Bride. She'll
1: always be she'll always be Rose. From Doctor Who.
0: Oh, Doctor Who! <laughs> I Man. will say,
1: and, and here going to be me being a dick. She has not <laughs> aged well.
0: Oh no, she, she was like a cute <laughs> kid.
1: Like she was, she played like a like a you know eighteen, nineteen year old or whatever in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's aged very well. She's so.
0: one of those. All right, this is there was a very specific type of woman, and she falls in this category, and it's so difficult for me to explain it, but she's. Giant mouth hot.
1: Yeah, I, you know what? I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yes, she like, is giant mouth hot. Yeah. If
0: she had a normal sized mouth, she wouldn't be super hot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good lord. Can I just say though that I think she got typecast a little bit? So she was um
0: in, was she a in, prostitute?
1: In, doc- in not in Doctor Who. But the very next thing she did after she left Doctor, who was another, I I think it was an ITV series, but it was, um, or maybe BBC, it was um, The Secret Diary of a Call Girl. Okay. Or something, I I may have the name a little wrong, but it was um, based on, I think it was based on a novel of a woman who was a call girl that, and then, you know, was made into a TV show. But yeah, she was a hooker then, and, uh, you know, not a spoiler for season one of Penny Dreadful, she's like a down and out, like, like, street walking hooker like like the kind jack the ripper murders
0: in season one of dreadful. <laughs> the kind jack the ripper murders i love it
1: the one with like the ghetto british accent the uh, yeah yeah yep yeah. i'm so, with you yeah. that's at any rate penny dreadful um and and, and i hate doing this because i realize i'm a little behind not as behind as half the people i know who are going online posting oh i just started watching deadwood which has been off the air for five or six, seven years, whatever, you know, and it's, you know, oh, I just got in. Oh, guys, I'm really digging Sanford and Son. I just started watching this, and I'm really excited (laughs) to talk to you guys about it, that kind of thing. So I I realize I'm a little bit behind on that.
0: (laughs) Um, Guys, I love these Huxtables I've been watching. Oh, I
1: know, right? I just, I see that in there. People are like, all right, guys, I'm finally watching The Wire. I'm like, that shit was canceled like (laughs) fucking nine years ago. Nobody
0: cares that you're watching The Wire. Oh, man. Yeah, that chick that played the the hit woman went to jail like five years ago. So you know that that series is super old. Right, exactly. So yeah, but you
1: see that and you're kind of like, ugh,
0: nobody cares. I know it's
1: exciting for you. You know what? I watched The Wire long after it was off the air. And I think I told you I was watching The Wire. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, I was like, hey, dude, I'm finally watching The Wire. And you were like, oh, cool. And I, who watched The Wire late, was making fun of you for how late you were watching it. So... Yeah, so listen, yeah. if you're watching something that's even from last year, <laughs> nobody on social
1: media cares. Let, let me be the one to break it to you. Nobody on social media cares.
0: Zero people care. <sighs> Zero. You're the only one. All right. We got anything else we going to talk about this episode? Yeah.
1: So we have, hold on. We said we were going to talk only about Friends of the Podcast. So we talked about Ava Green. <laughs> and we talked about um, Frank Stein, <laughs> Hannibal, right? So they're all Friends of the Podcast. Super Friends. Okay. is also a Friend of the Podcast. Now, here's how this is not weirdly related to anything, because we're not going to talk about Gordon Highland writing a book. We're not going to talk about Gordon Highland, the TV series. Um, we mentioned <laughs> briefly on one of the recent interludes that Gordon Highland was going to have an album coming out. Um, yeah. He has released, and when I say released, not just a full song, because before it was like snippets of each song. Yeah. He has released a full song, but Motherfucker, it is like a five and a half minute song. So he has released like an epic like November Rain piece he of music
0: needs, he just needs a november rain video to go with it
1: well that's yeah so there and, the, and you know what there's a video oh. it's not it's not quite november rain um but the, the song is called <laughs> antidote I'm, I'm wondering where because i just I, I saw it on facebook i'm thinking there's got to be oh youtube so you can go to youtube.com and you can probably type in uh flash and antidote um, you might be able to hear in my it through my headphones right now because i clicked on it um, it's Gordon Highlands web uh, YouTube page and uh, a, a pretty professionally produced uh, music video starring not one, not two, but three Gordon Highlands.
0: Oh, shot with a single GoPro at womb with a view studio womb with a view. That's fucking disgusting.
1: <laughs> Every room has a view. You just have to be looking out. Not then.
0: <laughs> All right. When you search for Flash Antidote on YouTube. Uh Gordon's video, you appropriately is at the top. Then you see Flash Mob Antidote, uh, Flash Gordon. There's a lot of Flash Gordon and Flash Mob videos. Fuck, I love
1: Flash Gordon. Can we talk about Flash Gordon for a little bit? (laughs) Fucking Flash Gordon is the shit. That fucking movie, man. Ugh. That original movie. I don't even know if there was a second movie, but the original movie, not the series from. Oh yeah, here is Flash Gordon Space Soldiers is up next. If I let the antidote music video play out, <laughs> episodes one through four from like that nineteen forties thirties TV series. Yeah. I might just watch that tonight. Okay. Anyway, have you um, ever
0: been a part of a flash mob? Come on, seriously? <laughs> no, right, yeah, I have. Do I, I strike you to? like somebody that would? No, but friend of the podcast, Brayton Cameron. We're talking about our friends, right? Yes. Um, he originally he made me become an ordained minister so that I could uh, officiate his flash mob wedding but it never it never panned out.
1: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that.
0: I know. There was going to be zip lines. I don't really understand it, but he had some uh, lofty goals. <laughs> zip getting line. Something. I'm not fucking around. He he was going to have people zip line in in the middle of like Chicago. Probably <laughs> there was a lot of like zoning laws and stuff that were getting in the way of it actually happening.
1: I think that um with that type of thing the planning is probably as much if not more fun than the execution i would agree yeah i'm gonna guess so all right um i think um are we are we gonna talk a little bit about what um what what the next episode's i guess we should right
0: (laughs) um first of all check out antidote
1: oh yes yes antidote on youtube flash antidote or type gordon highland i'm sure it'll take you right to his page and you can check it out there three gordon highlands dude three gordon highlands
0: in that video so much gordon highland i will say he's got some musical talent dude that fucking guitar shit is amazing right yeah he needs he could he could bear to have more band members um three gordon highlands (laughs) and you know what there
1: could be a fourth one because there's a keyboard part we're not able to identify if that's one of the other three gordon highlands
0: i'm guessing that's caleb ross no that could be caleb ross he has no musical talent fuck that guy Here's what the next episode's going to be.
1: Um, it's gonna it's gonna be coming up sooner than you think. So soon, because even during the lazy summer pod, here's what happened: we've reviewed a book last week, right? And then we got the itch, and we had to review more books. But we said it's lazy summer podcasting, and Robin said, "Well, maybe we can do some kind of spectacular." Not he didn't say that this week. He said that previously as one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. And, um, we were, we were challenged, uh, we were faced with a challenge. So the challenge was we could either read aftermath, which is a sci-fi book, or we could read something called backdooring the brat, Tracy, (laughs) which is erotica fiction now, if you had didn't listen to our <laughs> review of the Hugo Awards, go back in here that we were far more likely to review erotica fiction than a sci-fi book. And guess what won
0: out? Back we're, during the Brat. We're following through on our fucking promise to not review Hugo Award bullshit. Um, right. it, the, you'll get the story of why mm-hmm. on the next episode. This is a little bit of a teaser. Um, but there's a funny story about why this happened. I will say that even five hours ago this was not gonna happen, <laughs> <laughs> right? But
1: reviewing that wasn't enough, was it, Rob? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we are
0: also no, going of to review. Not.
1: We are also going to review "Alien vs. Debbie: an Erotic Adventure" adventure from the "Fuck All Monsters" series by Emma Steele. Yeah. So if you remember, we talked about this last year sometime. Mm-hmm. Of uh, yeah. of uh, um, uh, Debbie does Monsterland. Yes, Debbie does Monsterland, and we talked about it, and we had Bradley Sands on, too, and we got a little bit of a look peek behind the curtain into the Emma Steele persona. Um, so come back uh, uh, very, very soon. I don't know when. Probably tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and catch our erotic extravaganza spectacular.
0: I don't know if we can call it that without ghost guest hosts or ghost hosts.
1: <laughs> ghost hosts would be great. Maybe we'll ghost host someone <laughs> in. I don't know. But you know what? You and I are going to find out in about five minutes when we record that episode. So until then, (laughs) I'm Livia Sneddon.
0: And I'm Rob Olson. Keep reading.